Also, there's a there's a bunch of uh, female heads that are like butch dummy mummies, and I kind of enjoy that. Welcome to Stat Check. This is episode 12, Tears of Tears. Sure is. I'm Ennis, and I'm joined as always by Anthony and Nathan. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm doing like the last minute hobby prep for going to my first major, I guess. Because I guess that's what Michigan GT is. Since it's over 100 people, it's technically a major. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I think that's more than so, technically a major. That's just a major, dude. That's just a major. So I'm what going. Shows up? Well, Ogden and Chester are showing up. So I guess that's some good people who are showing up. Who are There's not one, two. Um, at least three for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I plan on going hopefully just four and one and just being okay. Like that's my desire. My desired result is a four and one. My likely result is probably like a three and two. Just because that feels like well, a you thing are playing that would the third best turret at sub faction, so it's could only be expected. It's true. I am playing Leviathan, and me and the Pyropod are riding again after a furious last minute editorial with Anthony and Innis in our private Discord chat. <laughs> Where I was like, "Here's yeah, my list," and they're both like, "This was terrible. Do it. Do this again. <laughs> please, yeah, try please again. Don't submit a spore assist. Jesus Christ! <laughs> You're better than this, Nathan. I know. So the Pyropod yeah. rides again into GW terrain, where hopefully we'll unbury some fools from ruins with Pyropods, as is my favorite thing to do with it. My favorite is the slight screening miscalculation that leads to a backfield Pyropod. <laughs> yeah, but if they've left a 15-inch gap for a Pyropod, you gotta, you just gotta put it there. Like, my, you dude, have dude, to. You must. To. <laughs> my favorite thing is still the time I played into Tau and somebody left just the smallest window for me to drop the Pyropod and all six Pyrophores in range of their commander and just flambeed a commander turn one with the Pyropod drop. Just like watched that Tau Empire commander just vanish. And I was like, Sorry. You didn't need that guy, did you? You didn't need that that commander, did you? Probably not. Definitely not. But no, yeah, so I'm doing so. that. I'm prepping a display board for it, which is my first display board. I have no idea what I'm doing, but it will look probably fine. It's looking really cool it for looks the pictures. Cool, so, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it done. Thanks. Yeah. So Anthony, how about you? How was your weekend and week shaping up? Uh, my weekend was good. I won that tournament with Emperor's Children. Um, I played without a poor the witch for the first time, which was, you know. Deeply sad, but it was okay. Um, as it turns out, to life lag me on that Terminator unit's fucking nonsense. Um, if you want access to it, you kind of just are like, psychic interrogation is not happening, though, because you have one caster, as I have the list written. So you're a warp ritual gamer. So you're beating people in the forehead with feel no pain terminators for two turns and then throwing that ritual in the middle afterwards. And that worked. Uh, every... The one game I took Interrogate, I was pissed that I did it. Um, so that's going to be like Tyranids, where I learned that I don't do that most of the time. Interrogate's and... not real anyway. Yeah, it's bullshit nonsense. So just don't and do this instead. Um, and that worked really well. Not having to take banners when I played the mirror against someone that was running the last version of my list was pretty good. 
Um, so yeah, in general, that worked really well. Uh, I was very happy with that. I'll probably be taking the Demon Prince to Chicago, uh, which is not this weekend, but the following weekend. Um, besides that, I spent the um, Jewish holiday with my girlfriend and her family, and that was pretty sweet. Love seeing them. Uh, and that was my weekend. Nice. Did you end up getting to play Sean on the end? I did not. Sean came unpainted, so a submarine dodged me the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> So he just beat up on other people. He just is just like, I'm going to beat up on everybody in like the middle of this bracket. Yeah, my poor buddy Brandon had to play, played like a nice guard player round one and then played me and then Sean because he got the pair up into the, which is yeah, the world's uh, worst. The champions RPG one too. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> truly heroic. <laughs> Going one two, and you could have just gone home after round one and had the same effect. Yeah, the uh, I I would argue that that is probably the most difficult one two that anyone's had in the last six months. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, I don't know, man. There's some of those um, some of those ones that Dice Down talk about on their uh, on their podcast where they're like, "Yeah, so I went to the Argentina, and my round one was Gabe, David, my round two was Vic, and my round three was like some of the things." Like, you're like, "Yeah, yeah all right." Sixty year dives is pretty rough, pretty scary. Yeah, I guess that. I mean, that's more of like a team practice weekend. I guess that's kind of what this was. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you cram like eight, eight people, eight great players into one into one room, like somebody's getting somebody's getting hurt, right? Just... Yep. Yeah, someone's having a bad weekend. Inevitably, just people. the guy who showed up and he was like, "Oh man, I'm bringing my salamanders. I'm gonna have fun at this RTT." And then just yeah, it goes two one because he dodges all of them. It's like, yeah, I'm clearly better than all these guys. <laughs> Second place, yeah, and thinks, "Oh no." Yeah, it's gonna be like the LGT invitation though, where somebody's somebody's gonna lose round one, man. There's loads of these. There's loads of pairs with two great players. One of you's going home and one going home. What happens if you draw? Uh. I think probably coin flip. No, I, I don't know. I, I'll probably be higher seed wins, but I don't know. That makes sense. Just don't draw. Yeah. Yep. How about you, Ines? How was your weekend? Yeah, good. I went to a little RPG myself. Uh, six players. I took the Gene Sir Cults. Uh, got to play a few good games and won that one as well. So that paid for a couple of uh, Zinch Flamers for next weekend, the weekend after LGT, where I'm going down to Battle of Britain for a team event with a bunch of uh bunch of scottish teams um so that we're all sorted for that um gene circle list proves to continually be completely bonkers at doing exactly what i wanted to do which i don't get i ended up playing leviathan nids in round two again and just yeah just, just dies man i don't i don't know i keep looking at it from the from the side of the leviathan list like how would i beat this if i was playing it and i keep resolving to i just have to roll better fives than there than this guy is <laughs> I just need to be on the one side of that uh, that variance. The today, can I just be at the on the right hand right hand side of that distribution and watch everything that I roll be a five or more? Yeah, and I got the uh, I got to live the most gaming moment of all time. Uh, over two rounds, the squad of, a squad of bikes survived not only getting charged by the hive tower and only losing five dudes, also getting charged by Abaddon and losing one and a half quads. Uh... Innes. <laughs> No, that's not how any of that is supposed to work. Like, that's you're not charged, how... You charged him with four rerolls to hit, got seven hits, no sixes, and then four rerolls to wound, three wounds on me, and killed two bikes with no more wounds. <laughs> Just like... So what I'm hearing is that okay. Innis actually creates like a little pocket dimension around himself where he's 
takes all of his opponent's good luck yeah. to increase his own luck, like the uh, some kind of twisted version of the one, but in Warhammer. Exactly. I didn't. I didn't need it because I, what I actually wanted him to do was punch my rock grinder so I could auto explode it and kill to kill the one with Abaddon. But <laughs> so he was actually making a better decision, uh, and it didn't matter at all. Uh, I ended up killing Abaddon by charging him with the Calamorph, uh, taking my armor save against his attacks, and going pistols in combat. And got the one mortal wound. <laughs> or, uh, sorry, I got the one wound who didn't get any mortal wounds and he failed one of the two saves I made him take. Jeez. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Oh, I mean, that just that just makes me think about my practice game into Custodes over the weekend where I was still testing Harpies and one exploded for the first time ever and killed the last bike in a squadron of bikes. Harpies which made is such gaming. He's like, okay, so here's this six-inch explode. I'm going to pick that two-wound bike over there, and that bike is going to die. And then the other harpy also exploded, making me infinitely happy. Remember, so it's two... only the closest enemy unit. There was only one enemy unit near him. So cool. That's fine. You said pick, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just that one um, guy over there. No, I, I, uh, every time I use a harpy, I miss the Leviathan all explode strategy. Fair. <laughs> I mean, forever that harpy will be my favorite guy from when he charged the Silent King and killed him with uh, the Horned Chitin strategy. <laughs> Charge. That's how, I killed man. That's how I killed Manny's bar off once. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just need that one thing to happen. Just need one more to win, bro. Just, <laughs> just one. Just need I've to never roll. seen that strat roll anything but a one. So Yeah, no, I once rolled uh, seven ones in a row in a tournament with it across five uh, games, and I was like, I still have to use it. It's still the right play. Right. One. One, but it makes up for it when you have that like stretch of games where you're like, you'll use it twice with the same opponent and do 11 mortal wounds, and you're just like, Yeah, <laughs> I know that this doesn't make it up for you, but I fail this a lot, <laughs> exactly. It's like every single time he does the flat six mortal wounds on that hive tyrant, you're like, Well, with the d3 plus three, you do six yeah. rather, on the six. breaking through never went away, yeah, yeah, exactly. Damn, breaking through my opponent's morale. <laughs> his his personal yes his physical characteristic yeah. his leadership all uh, right shall we discuss the topics of the day do you want to talk about stats real quick where i talk about the meta being the same as it was well, before no, that's one of the topics of the day nathan you gotta let me you gotta let me introduce it a little bit <laughs> go do your thing in this go introduce your topic so this is stat check this is our weekly show where we talk all things 40k uh we're going to be running through a little bit of stats and breakdown for the meta we're going to be doing so we're going to let nathan take charge on that in just a minute then we're going to go through a little bit of a new segment that we're going to be bringing in or i suppose a new piece of content farm or reaction farm whatever you want to call it that we're going to be doing uh which is my my stats initiative because we've got like four other ones the only person who's not got a stats initiative now is anthony who will never have one uh <laughs> He has a stats initiative. It's learning stats. That's his initiative. Oh, that's not really his initiative, is it? Um, yeah, it certainly wasn't my idea. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> then we'll be going into our usual talk shit about the meta for a bit, which will probably beat off of the previous section. And then finally, we will be doing our listener questions, which we'll be taking from our Patreon Discord and also from the live chat here. If you're enjoying the show, which we hope you are, uh, check us out at youtube.com slash statcheck to see all the backlog episodes or if you're listening to the podcast if you want to catch the live shows or see any of the bonus content that's the place to do it um, if you want to support the show a little bit more drop us a like drop us a subscribe um, if you're on twitch hit, hit the follow button or you know whatever whatever the uh, 
various clicky things you can do on any of the various things you're on. And then if you like the show a lot, you can check us out at patreon.com slash statcheck where you can support us and get access to our Patreon Discord, where you can chat shit with us. Uh, we are currently, I think, at 96 or 97 uh, subscriber uh, patrons, which means that we're almost at the 100 stretch mark, where Nathan's promised to do something stupid on stream, like uh, watch the SpongeBob movie. It's not it's just deep. me. You're all doing it. <laughs> Including Cliff. Oh, and Jeremy. I mean, I'll I'll do it for Cliff. Like, if Cliff's I know. Do I know you're going to do it for Cliff. You want something to look at that's not the movie. I understand. <laughs> See, we were going to be doing live. See, we're going to be doing live video commentary over it. Exactly. Yes, Val. Ah, the clicky things. Click the clicky things. And embrace the dopamine hit from clicking R- things. Ring the bell. The button will change colors. Oh, don't no. you want to see that? Um, exactly. Really, I think it even makes a sound. I don't know. I'm just trying to appeal to like what would appeal to my terrible dopamine hit receptors. Like, ooh, the lights and colors went different. Ooh, it flashed. Like, you know, I don't know. Hit the buttons, man. It'll make, it'll make us feel better. It might make you feel better. And we all need that right you now. You described yourself and also the average Tacitus enjoyer. <laughs> I mean, look, if we could get just like half of the people to pull the lever as like a gotcha game, so stuff came out of it, I would be quite enthralled. Yeah, so yeah. basically what we're announcing is we're announcing the Snapchat gotcha game. Uh, <laughs> if you hit the subscribe button on 15 different accounts... <laughs> You might get an SSR Vince. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might win a special prize. 1% drop rate. <laughs> yeah. Not one. It's like 0.0000. Yeah, well, the first special prize is us saying thank you. If you want the good drop rates, the higher, the higher tier loot drops, it's like 0.000037%, which is specifically regulated because it's the exact number that China doesn't regulate for gambling. Uh, <laughs> You you have to hit the VIP membership button, which is like fifty dollars a month to get that extra ten percent on the zero point zero 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 one drop rate. Yeah, and each time you sure. hit it, um, you have that chance. Yeah, exactly. Buy a we're not saying here is to like and uh, to subscribe and resubscribe and unsubscribe a bunch of times because we get the email notification for that. Uh, <laughs> you will annoy me to no end. I know Don't what I'm do doing. <laughs> Damn it. That's my Sunday plans if I'm not in LTT finals. I'm going to look at... I'm, oh, God. I'm reporting that as spam so I don't have to listen to it all weekend. It will buzz in my pocket every five seconds when you do that. Please don't do that. It all also right, does it for... Let's move on swiftly. Okay. On to stats corner for the stats something. I don't know. Stats, stat, stat corner? Stats for the stat god with his chair made of He's like a Mueller light corner. We've got a big wide meta and Nathan's going to pour in the chocolate covered biscuits of stats. I don't know. That's a very stodgy reference. I don't know. All right. Uh, <laughs> this last week, there were like eight events of GT size or bigger. So that's five plus round to 25 plus person events that we tracked. Just going to go over the win rates really quickly. There's not like a lot to talk about that people haven't heard of already. Harlequins had only three players this weekend, means they had a 0.8% meta rep, which is actually back to the meta representation that I'm used to for Harlequins, which is sub 1%. Um, and another thing that I'm used to from when they had that sub 1% meta representation is that they're winning 80% of their games. So three players won 80% of their games. It's great. Uh, Tyranids are next. They had 28 players and a 64% win rate. Then we have Sisters and Death Guard at 60. Gene Steeler Colt also at 60. Necrons right under 60 at 59.4.
Then we have it closing out at Grey Knights, Tau Empire, and Chaos Knights closing out the 57.5 down to 54.3 for Chaos Knights. After that, it's kind of a depressing little jungle until you hit Astra Militarum. I think some of these numbers aren't fully updated. At least I hope they are, because Astra Militarum had 12 players over the weekend and a 0% win rate. That would be amazing. I definitely don't think that's true. (laughs) So I think that last number might not be accurate. We'll update you on the meta dashboard a little bit later this week. We've been kind of dealing with just some of this data taking longer to process than it has historically, which is just life, unfortunately, folks. Sometimes the data will take longer than it otherwise does. Otherwise, our long-term data from the start of September until the end of September, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about why we'll be tracking that data in a little bit in our content preview portion of this episode, I suppose. Harlequins continue to be on top for all of September with a 65% win rate overall. It's with 40 players and a 2.2 meta representation. So they've just kind of popped over the 65% win rate for the month of September. Tyranids are in second place at 60.6, so just over 60%. Uh, Sisters are in third at 55.7. Necrons are in fourth at 53.9. Chaos Soup is in fifth at 52.6. And then we have Tau, Chaos Demons, Gene Stealer, Colt, Imperial Knights, and Chaos Space Marines kind of filling it out from there. I'm not going to even consider Forces of the Hive Mind that had two players and a 72% win rate because like i don't care about you two people winning 72 percent of your games across the whole month of september whatever uh and at the bottom is still adeptus mechanicus who desperately needs something from gw somebody from gw needs to pay attention to mechanicus and their 30.8 percent win rate across the month of september that's just kind of miserable guys and needs we're not to be like fixed. we're not allowed to pile on and say that they don't deserve buffs because somebody in youtube comments complained about that last episode <laughs> <laughs> make, make, make the last cannons d6 damage fuck them <laughs> i was gonna say 2d6 pick the lowest and make them assault weapons you know just yeah they're already assault but they're already assault but Yes, make them heavy so you can't advance them heavy. Them anymore. You make Iron Striders infantry instead of vehicles, so now they get a minus penalty. <laughs> yeah, make them hunters so they get no benefits from anything. No. But really, somebody at GW needs to pay attention to Admech and that you need a doctorate in like their command phase in order to make them work. No, properly. you don't. You stack everything on one squad of guys, and they do as much damage as one squad of turreted warriors, and then uh, you go to <laughs> and you get tabled. You could That's make Admech great tomorrow if you just made those last chicken weapons beam. Twenty. What are they? Twenty-four inches assault beam. They're Forty-eight inches. Are they forty-eight inches? Make the uh, make the forty-eight inch guns, Make the Vanguard's beam. guns beam. <laughs> just the generic Vanguard. Make his gun beam. You know what? Yeah. If they actually made the last chicken guns beam, I might actually just chuckle at the sheer ludicrousness of forty-eight inch beams. <laughs> Yeah, so what did you break? 18 last chickens. What else? I don't know. A, a light show of beans. All I know is I must kill. Otherwise, for GT wins this week, we had Imperial Knights taking one, Yanari taking one, Tyranids taking, I believe, two or three. Black Templars took an event, Orcs took an event, Necrons took an event. Um, and that's kind of it from my recollection. So we orcs do an event, mentally. yeah. Orcs won something, they won the Ice Hammer GT in Novosibirsk, Russia. In my Fair worst enough. Russian accent possible, Novosibirsk. 
Yeah, Bursh or Bursh. Oh, cool. I just got an email notification. Actually, Vanilla subscribed to us on YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, otherwise, Imperial Knights took the biggest event of the weekend, which is Flying Monkey Con, I believe. That's kind of it. That's it for the meta. The meta's in a pretty good spot. We'll have a meta dashboard update in a few days. Yes, Krutcon was won by Yanari. Was Krutcon won by Yanari or was it won by Chris Wright? We gotta ask the yes. real questions here. Yeah, was it won by one of the <laughs> best players in Australia or by Yanari? I'm gonna lean towards the uh, Eric Lathuris theory that I'm kind of deciding on. Look, maybe the whole good players Eric playing Lathuris, doesn't count if one of them wins a tournament. Like, <laughs> I don't know why you, you can't keep using that as an excuse. It works for eight of them. It works for a few of them. Yeah, <laughs> can I can t- I can use it for a few things. Otherwise, shout out to William Wyckoff though of Team Chadmech, um, which <laughs> I just like. <laughs> Let's see what else. Anything else interesting? I guess Tyranids won two two events, but had an undefeated at Flying Monkey Con as well. Oh, can I just check? Were they? Were they? What sub faction were they? Uh, I actually don't know, but I can look it up for you if you want to give me a couple seconds. But I'm assuming they're Leviathan. Yeah. What? Are... Oh, wow. Like the vast Incredible majority, the entire 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 <laughs> playing population sandbagging so hard, and only should playing I, our third best sub faction. Should I look at it real quick for you? Okay, so Tyranids Leviathan, thirteen hundred games out of two thousand, which is most of it, uh, with a sixty-one percent win rate. Kraken only has two hundred and thirty-three games with a fifty-seven percent win rate, which is four percent lower. I know math is hard for some of the people out there who make tier lists and like to talk about win rates, but 57 is less than 61. And then Behemoth is under Kraken at 54% with 156 games played, which I also know is shocking to hear is lower than 61%. No, that, that can't be right. 61 is not lower than... 61 can't be higher than 54. 5 is a bigger number than 6. I know, right? Somehow, a tiered right. subfaction without a subfaction listed has a higher win rate than everything at seventy-five percent, which means those. Yeah, that's that's the Innis subfaction, just with the seventy-five percent win rate in the bottom left right hand yep. corner of the meta dashboard. <laughs> I mean, we could we could go a little further, I guess, and pull out some of this veteran data as well. Let's let's not. Uh, you don't want to do that. You want me okay. to not just go keep on, digging into. I'm gonna do it. I'm pulling up the stuff right now in it. Look, at Kraken is so much Kraken is so much better than Leviathan. You can tell by all the wins it doesn't get. <laughs> yeah, I mean here so we pulled up just the veteran win rate. Uh veteran win rate in is for Leviathan is 64%, which is still higher than 62% for Kraken and 58% for Behemoth. So yeah. Leviathan probably better than Kraken, especially given that Leviathan is played by eight hundred and as eight hundred ninety six out of thirteen hundred games played for veteran. Now I don't know what sample sizes are. I refuse to learn, but you don't know what a sample size is, and you refuse to learn what a sample size is. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, fair enough. The that's it. That's it. That's where we'll stop for the day. I I can't handle any more. <laughs> this is nonsense about not knowing what a sample set is. 
my brain kind of wanted to skip over it and be like, yeah, of course, that's just the American education system failing somebody. But then I was like, but Innes is from Scotland, so it's the Scottish education system that's failing. No, yeah, that failed me for different reasons. It's okay. I'm sure that's uh, failed plenty of people. Like, I'm sure a few people have been failed by it. Yeah, man, you, the only reason that they can get away with putting the diet numbers on our or putting the nutrition numbers on all our food is none of us know what a number is. <laughs> It's actually just a recording of whether you should eat it or not and whether or not it's good for you. Uh, it's just I or, nay, I or nay on the front of every package. <laughs> so do we want to transition to our other topics of the evening, Ines, that you wanted us to talk about? Yeah, so I decided uh, uh, we uh, we had a team call a couple of weeks ago where we basically went through what should we be doing to like you know make more content that's useful to people uh, and I don't know about you guys but I came from when I came to 40k I didn't come from playing other board games I came from playing video games uh, which I'm assuming a lot of people are as well uh, and in a lot of video games where they do really cool things like meta reports which are um so i came from like hearthstone league of legends Counter strike um and you get a lot of a lot of buzz around tier lists uh everybody loves a tier list and 40k absolutely it holds true however 40k tier lists are very different to a, a lot of games tier lists in that they don't often encode a lot of information they're more reactionary and you know and i'm not going to sit here and pretend that we're going to you know revolutionize it or make it anything different but we decided that we were going to take it upon ourselves to do a quote-unquote meta report so the idea is going to be once a month, towards the end of the month, so we're looking at having the first one come out this Friday-ish, uh, depending on how quickly I can get it together before I leave for LGT, uh, which is going to be the end of September meta, which will be just before Votan drops, just before we start seeing them in tournaments, and we're looking to have a combined tier list of the meta as it stands at the end of the current meta, basically. Um, and then that will give us a really good point in comparison as we go towards the end of October, where we can start having a look at actually analysing what effect we think it's had on um the game with the release of votan potentially the balance state slight changes if they come out this week um and that's the goal that's why we're pushing up the time frame that's why we're launching it when it is it's not because our award dropped the tier list i know it's going to look like that and it really feels like it now because our award did their tier list it, it feels, feels even more like you did it now that you even mentioned art of wars tier yep. list as if we're going to talk about it later i'm getting out in front of it uh, okay. i've decided that that's the, that's the play i'm making um so we are looking at releasing our tier list uh the way we're going to be running it i'm going to do a super brief, brief rundown uh, I'm hoping to have a methodology post to come out on the blog roll. Uh, I will probably a couple of days after we do the main event, so probably Tuesday or Wednesday the week after, once I get back from LGT, that runs through why we chose the things we did and you know any potential pitfalls and what we might look at improving or changing or why we're keeping things the same going forward. The way we're looking at doing it is we're going to be having it be weighted on five categories or four categories. Uh, yeah, four categories. Uh, so we're going to be looking at the overall win rate for each faction, the number of raw event wins for each faction and the overrepresentation data for each faction. So those will be the three main stats that we track. Then each of those will have a 20% weighting towards the overall tier list. The last thing we'll be tracking is a player perception score, basically. So each of the five hosts a stat check, or the five of the, the four, three of us, as well as Cliff and Jeremy, are we get a spreadsheet and we rate the factions from currently it's one to twenty. It will be one to twenty-one first once leaks of Otan drop. And we all put our, put them in, and then that collated data, so the average across all five of us, uh, and then we'll be including a special guest from week two, from a month from month two onwards. Once we can start getting people on board, if they want to do it, then we we're gonna leave the option open to you know bring in people from other meds across the world to try and get a broader view on this. That will be combined and give us our player perception, which will wait for forty percent combined. So it will be 
stats overall, we up 60% of it. And then our perceptions as, you know, a bunch of people who are very invested in the stats and, you know, top level with 40K uh, will be the remaining 4%. That will give us the meta breakdown. And that will give us the factions in order currently 1 to 21. 1 to 20 will be 1 to 21 once voting drop. And then every month we'll have an accompanying post that goes along with that with our breakdowns of why we think some factions are where they are, all that kind of thing, as well as our personal ballots, because if you want to rip the piss out of us, we want that to be available for you. We want you to know that, you know, one of us didn't think Turrets were the best faction this month. Um, one of us. Uh, <laughs> exactly one of us. <laughs> Uh, so we want all that to be available for you guys. Um, and then the goal is that we publish that along with a change log every month. So you can see what got, what we think got better this month, what the stats they got better this month. Um, so you can see if Terranids dropped from first to fifth because Votan came out or if, you know, Harlequins moved from second to second because they don't care about it because it's still Harlequins. Um, that, that's the goal. So we are going to be launching that hopefully this Friday. It is going to be called the Stat Check Meta Report. So look for that on our blog roll and all the socials and hopefully in all your discords as all your friends share it as a reactionary post because uh, we live for the clickbait, baby. Next step, nobody, nobody wants to see that unless it's Cliff doing it. I mean, we'll I all do pay, it if other people do it. <laughs> I would pay loads of money to watch you TikTok dance in us. That shit would be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> How much have we charged for the white paper and is there a webinar available? Um, yeah, it's all through Cliff's executive training. So uh, it's $17 billion. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we definitely need to just An have hour. this established with some kind of excellent peer review process internally. That's definitely what we need. Yeah, so the goal is to try and uh, try and copy things or try and iterate on things like the half-life the hltv's counter strike rankings uh the i think it's the it's a vicious syndicates meta report for hearthstone vicious, vicious syndicate uh, hearthstone. vicious syndicate yeah all of the uh all of those things that have been very foundational in my personal understanding of how good factions are um i love it when i play like i break out a new card game or something like that like um i've been playing legends of Terror a bit recently and it's been really great that i can just like go on a website and see what all the current tier decks are and be like all right i'm gonna copy that one and then i can read about it be like this is why it's good right now this is what it's strong into obviously all of that data is a little bit harder to process for 40k um so we're not going to be having that in the first instance but we will be trying to have you know this is why we thought while we all thought turns were tier one and we'll have like a little bit of a breakdown for each faction every month or for all the, the primary factions and just be like this is why we think it's where it is um so that people have that as they can come back to it it should be timely and relevant every month you can come back to it you know if it's the end of it's if it's october you drop in you've got the september one it runs for a month and then the end of, and then once you're into november we've got the november one we'll probably end up taking a month off in december just because events don't really happen in december but we'll see what we'll play that by year just because the way that it would pan out it would be coming out over like the christmas new year period and that's a bit of a bum time to ask people to do a bunch of content but we'll see what happens yeah, a changelog. Come on, Ennis. I hope you would just publish it and put it on the community to figure out. Absolutely not. I despise everything about the thing you just said. Yeah, I think one of the other things that we're going to try to do is have some, like Ennis mentioned earlier, guess on to both add to our ranking system, but also to add some interpretation to it as well. Yeah, exactly. And also promote the shit out of themselves because tier list, if we know one thing about tier lists is that they spread like wildfire. I was getting, when I did my... Uh, the player community but one i got way more eyes on that than it deserved uh and if we did that when it was just me doing it randomly on twitter i'm hoping i can get a good bit of eyes on this uh this time it's uh i enjoy doing tearless as well they're just uh, good fun and i get to flex some terrible graphic design muscles 
Wait, are we going to talk about? Do we want to talk about tier lists some more? I do definitely have a tier list that we can talk. Yeah, about. let's now leading on lists. from that. Uh, let's not bury the. It's not burying the lead so much. Uh, what do we think of the R of War tier list this week? Uh, we've not done a reaction to an R of War tier list in a while, and I think I it might break out. I guess I'm gonna. I'm, I'll share it because I love. The oh yeah, I can tell what all those icons are. Um, extremely high tech sharing thing that I've got going on where I snipped their final tier list and put it onto my second So monitor. if you do that thing where you make sure that you treat all of the Space Marine factions as the same Space Marine faction, uh, everything is B tier or higher except two armies. Three. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you combine all oh. the Space Marines. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the Space Marine factions themselves. Sorry. <laughs> it's like there's a third Space Marine faction there, but yes, all but two. Yeah, um, which yeah. actually I don't think is untrue right now. That kind of bore out from what I was doing my ballot is that it was real, real close between like six and fifteen. Um, I didn't have a lot of. Yeah, I was pretty happy with where the, the state of the game is right now. Um, Blood Angels are wildly underrated. I love where the game is at. Yeah, yeah, I actually think the game is probably at its like healthiest point, despite having two S tier factions. We're not going to talk about Fatan a whole lot at this moment. But if we talk about the meta right now, the two S tier factions are essentially Tyranids, Necrons, and then you can probably make an argument for Harlequins being the third S tier faction of the moment. And somebody should have on their show. <laughs> well, they somebody definitely should have. I don't know if there's a world where you can convince me that Harlequins should be lower than the A tier, just given their win rate and ability to win at events. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure every single army in A tier above them, they have a positive matchup into, except maybe Demons. Uh, that's because I don't know that matchup well enough. Demons can be uncomfortable. And Fla Flamers do do terrible yeah, things. Yeah, Flamers, Bellacor seems rough. Phase Cap Bloodthirster seems rough. Yeah. Yeah, like I could see oh, that being in it, but like the other four all seem pretty pretty good. Yeah. I mean their matchup into Nids is good too, and their matchup into Necrons isn't terrible either. Like Yeah, exactly. Nick wanted to put them in B, John was saying yes, right? You know, Nick, Nick shouldn't be allowed to play them. Um I think that should just be a general rule. Isn't Nick supposed yeah. to be retired? Why are we letting retired competitive 40k players tell us where things are at in the meta? Retired? I don't know, man. We're con we're content creators now. We don't think we get to make that shade. I know, and that's fair. I We're not retired, though, are we? It's true, we are retired. Uh, you have to have been somebody to retire. That's, that's not true. true. <laughs> Plenty of people who retire and never succeed at things that they do. Yeah, I know loads of folks that have retired from MLMs, and they definitely never went anywhere. That's fair. Do we anyway, see anything else on here that we just uh, absolutely disagree with? So A tier, we have... I believe that's Chaos Knights. Chaos Knights, yeah. And then Imperial Knights in A tier. We have Harlequins. We have that Sisters of Battle, I assume. Some of these icons. I think it's Tau. It looks more like Tau, but yeah. This is Tau. Tau this is, is Sisters. Yeah, that's sisters. Imperial Knights. I assume Abaddon is just Chaos Space Marines. <laughs> Demons. I'm also a little surprised to see Craftworld Eldar sticking it out in A still because. I don't know. I wonder if that's just there because they rate in RA. That might be. Uh, I think that's they rate. Be. I think they, as a whole, that house has a strong tendency of overrating craft worlds, like in general. They're working with I don't think craft worlds are a great place right now. Yeah, the Swift Strikes. Build I also think they've probably got Drakari and GSC too low. But... Where's GSC here? 
GSC's middle of B, which puts them like seventh worst faction right now. Yeah, that's yeah. not right. Um, and Drakari, I, I think depends. I had them in top five because that rack build is bullshit. Ben, that rack build is not top five. That's fucking crazy. Um, it keeps winning stuff. The... Sure. Um, the yeah, GSC is definitely real good. Drakari, I would not rate that high. It also depends on how much you look at this as like holistic faction health versus like one build works. Um, mm-hmm. But I yeah. think the game I mean, gets really you weird. Should, when I you think you always kind of look at it as one build, right? You just like you should always look at the faction. One build. Yeah, you should that's how you should peak. always do this. And if there's multiple yeah. things that are at the peak, then you could be like, yeah. And the fact the fact the factions have a list diversity also opens up. Like I would say, the fact that um, Tyranids have a decent bit of list diversity, you could definitely make meta tech helps them above a bunch of the A and B tier factions where they have one strong build. Uh, you can definitely play a bunch of different things within the live life and ecosphere, and you can even kind of make Kraken work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have three, CSM has like three or four legions. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which helps them be a little bit better than armies that are probably about the same power level as them, but have less ability to meta adapt. Whereas something like Harlequins, mm-hmm. you have you have one build. You have like 100 points of flex slot. I guess I also yep. hadn't heard of Tau being like top of A, barely out of S kind of situation. Yeah, they're playing on GW Open Threat, right? So... Is it, I mean, I guess in this general, is also caveated by terrain, terrain. yeah. That's really good. Not even. Is even on? Do you think like, it's on UKTC and WTC terrain? Tau is still insane, like absolutely yeah, nuts. nuts. What do you think yeah. then is dragging down their win rate so much? Because their win rate's okay currently, still in the data tracking. Yeah, they're now a difficult to play army. They're not just point and shoot in the same way. Like okay. we're seeing Cal Grande bring out the. Um, Everything like double reptide and crisis suit, where everything just fire and fades at you for three turns, and then turn three it pops mm-hmm. out and call you on you, and then two sun sharks to keep you honest. Or we're seeing like the the mass crisis suit builds, or um, you know, there, there's loads of different ways you can build Tau, but all of them have they've become a lot heavier on execution, which is a hard list to play. That makes sense. Yeah, all shooting no melee armies that rely on angles and perfect movement are going to always have a like lower win rate. A pilot limitation, essentially. Yeah, they're back to kind of where they were in 7th and 8th edition, where they are a skill-based movement army again, rather than, you know, I ran 15 crisis to you and they didn't die, and you did, because I airbursted you from behind the wall for five turns. Uh, That's kind of gone now. But there are still people playing Tau in the same kind of ways. There are still people playing Storm Surge lists, all that kind of thing. So there's always going to be limitations on that. Mm -hmm. Plus, they still do have bad matchups, like, the way we're up. like they, these, they can still just lose to a bunch of the armies up the top there. Uh, I would say Harley definitely trip over the rough matchup. Yeah, Harley's is bad. It's really fun on the edge of the invitation. I'll have uh, both the both the Harley players are playing Tyrant one. <laughs> Poor Tao. Hashtag fix. Let's see, is there yeah. anything else interesting we want to pull from this tier list before we move on to other content other than just? Digging on Art of Wars too. Mad space are time. really shit, aren't they? I think Death Guard's better or is worse than Orcs. Uh, I I kind of don't care when you're down there. Like, are they the third worst faction or the fourth worst faction? Yeah. I think Death Guard and Guard are the worst factions. If you I'm have surprised Siegler let them put Admech in C tier. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like if he, he would have heard it and like dialed in and been like, get them up, get them up at least two tiers. I mean, I think they need a whole separate icon for just Richard Siegler piloting Admech, which can move it up tiers. 
instead of everyone else who pilots it is not everyone else. Rickard's really good too. That, true. I can't discount that there are like two other, I think Rickard is one of them. And then there's one more person who's like an ad mech aficionado essentially, and actually wins with that faction. My boy in Scotland, uh, Gavin, but he's uh, not playing them anymore. He's bought chaos Knights because he doesn't hate himself. <laughs> yep, it's fair. Why work twice as hard to get the results from a faction when you can work way less and get more? Well, I mean, for everyone, I've done people. <laughs> Forever the issue with them it will be that they're just not that fun. That's it. It's yeah. kind of the same thing with Death Guard. As Contact Lost asks, Death Guard just... I don't know, man. It's just a bunch of play bearers or play marines. And you walk to people, you hope the mission's good for you. And you... I don't know. Lose, probably. You you hope your opponent hasn't mastered the technique of staying like 18 inches away from you for the whole game. Hey, they do get to fire like a couple blight launchers at you now. That's uh, true. They do. But yeah, Marines also probably need help based on this graphic where all of their sub-factions are in C and D tier, except for three. I think Blood Angels have an argument for A. They also have an argument for C. I don't know about all that. Definitely not. I don't know, man. I just don't... They don't fucking win anything, really. Sam yeah, by that definition... No. I don't know about by definition, Iron Hand should probably be at the top of B because they actually have been winning events, although with basically just one pilot. Yeah. I mean, it's the same for Blood Angels. True. All right. Well, I think at that point, based on our Patters long. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any particularly egregious issues with this other than the underrated Harlequins. So yeah. Really I mean, maybe yeah. that means Harlequins will just scoot under the radar for the soon to come data slate of some kind and continue to be... not be nerfed at all. That would be goddamn hilarious. Actively trolling. I would they're love actually, that. Just, that would be just make light funny. Minus, just, please just make light minus one to have the advance. No, they're gonna they're gonna nerf yeah. Twilight. They're gonna nerf Twilight. <laughs> they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna like, change Twilight to five up moral on death. Exactly. They're gonna no, that's dark. They're gonna nerf they're dark. Gonna make, yeah. uh, they're just gonna combine them. They're gonna make uh, <laughs> what's it called? Fuck! I lost my train of thought. No, my train of thought. It's gone. <laughs> we'll come back to it then. If you if you ever find that train car that you lost, we'll find <laughs> they, it. It's like as a 50-50 to miss Harleys with no reels. It's yeah, true their trains hit at all times, including in balancing efforts. <laughs> they might just catch the end volume too. Like it wouldn't even matter. It's true. Yeah, but they, they, they have they don't have any fate dice this turn, so <laughs> they failed their never had rules. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. They're gonna nerf Harlequin melee just because it's doing well in Yanari. Yeah, they're just gonna make ambush of blades, um, craft world core. Yep, that's the only nerf that they'll catch too. Is just ambush. Yeah, that'll nerf the wrong part of like again. Yeah, it's transhipping over twenty four now, guys. Look how balanced this is. Yeah. Only it'll be night fighting rules from now on for. for it's it's like if, the, if the void weavers are in their deployment zone and you're not. For the first turn only, the Harlequins army is transit, and that's it. Yeah. All Harlequin units must disembark on turn one. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, there you they go. gotta dance, man. They gotta get out and dance. They gotta get out and dance. It's the get out and dance rule. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, on odd on, on, on number turns, Harlequin, all Harlequin models must be on the board and cannot be in transports. On what happens even if they turns, they, in even turns they must be inside them. They just die. <laughs> oh, wow. Shit. <laughs> they just gotta get in and out every turn. 
it makes me it makes me think more of like in magic they have the joke sets and there's like one coming out soon called unfinity where now on even in odd terms you either have to put all your harlequins on the board or you have to dance for the whole turn (laughs) (laughs) i'll do it and if you you must take don't dance the entire turn you have to dance the whole time you have to have a choreography submitted with your army list to the to in advance with songs and dance steps and moves you this is basically the third Harlequin secondary that no one takes. <laughs> uh, I'm still just waiting. I'm still just waiting for them to pull the trigger and give us transhuman fives instead of transhuman threes and fours. Shut up, don't, man. Don't put that hate into the world. You can only be wounded on a natural roll of a five plus. It's no, coming, just, man. It's coming. Just wait. It's going to come to custodies and we're all just going to be depressed. No, man. It's going to be like the Iron Hands chapter <laughs> tactic. <or something laughs> man, Anthony heard custodies and five up trans. You've been got don't so close you. to his face. So don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Wow, yeah, actually... they only have it on fours, <laughs> just army wide, and then the straddle push it to fives. I should actually be careful because Anthony is going to be in Chicago next week, and he'll... he will hit me with a snack box. He, he will just pay for the snack box. <laughs> you joke, but the first round of Age of Sigmar rules were basically making people dance at the table for bonuses. I like Setra's rule where if you ever kneeled for any reason, you immediately conceded. Because uh, yeah. Setra does not kneel. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he does not serve, by the way, is the quote. Yeah, yeah but he didn't kneel either. That's true. <laughs> I, like, I, don't know, I don't know what you want from me, man. I didn't get the quote right. Sorry. Yeah, I'm mad at you now. <laughs> okay. You throw a snack box in the Coventry, it's fine. Yeah. You don't get the snack box thrown at you, you get beat up with it. That's the rules. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you missed I'll bring it. a spray bottle like, with the snack I... check logo on it for you. Perfect. <laughs> I keep waiting for somebody to, like figure out some of the easter eggs maybe one day they will look man there are no easter eggs don't don't worry about the easter eggs definitely not look, we're not saying that there's there's prizes for finding the easter eggs definitely do not, not. Go, do not go searching for the delicious prizes um, <laughs> there are just, the easter eggs are just literally cadbury eggs <laughs> we'll mail you some they're illegal over look, here do not eat the delicious stats um do we want to talk about Votan some more? Is no. that a thing that we actually want to <laughs> well, do? I so no. don't want to talk about Votan anymore. Can I talk about how cool the models are? Like we no. can. No, nope. I really like. I, no. I built like forty of the little dudes. Nope. They have like a weirdly high amount of personality, and if you don't put if you put the little robot heads on them, they look like little dudes. I like them. They're cool. Nah, fuck them. Wow. Also, there's a there's a bunch of uh, female heads that are like butch dummy mommies, and I kind of enjoy that. So. I would never have guessed based on your personality, it is that that was your type. No, I was saying I was saying that in the shop in the shop, and one of the guys was getting super awkward about it, and I just kept repeating it because he was he was like cringing at his fucking mind, and I can't stop saying it now. Um, And this just wants to be picked up. Yeah, pretty much. Unfortunately, I would require a wrist of iron, but he he would want to be picked up or stepped on. We've understood this for a while now. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. And this just needs the big woman from Game of Thrones. He's basically the same as that guy. Innis is eternally in his search for death by Snoo Snoo. Yeah, that's right. Aren't we all? All <laughs> <laughs> right, so we don't want to talk about Votan. Oh, yeah, and the pioneers. And the awesome if anybody runs 18 pioneers and built them themselves, they actually just deserve respect. That model is genuinely the most ridiculously, ridiculously stepped involved 
30 point model I've ever built. Right. They're like Good. 60 pieces each. <laughs> Good. You should need to suffer for your power level. Yeah, no, you're, you're going to. <laughs> I mean, if you've built Harlequin models, some of my friends magnetize their Harlequin hands yeah, to like switch get. between models and stuff like that. If you are able to find the patience. Yeah, I lost motivation halfway through Pioneer number three. I made it through dude one and I was like, I'm only running nine of these. <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to touch on about Votan though is that the Chicago Open, there's an email floating around about how the Chicago Open will not allow any unreleased model conversions at their event in Chicago. Which is good. Which is good. That's probably one of the versions of restricting Votan that I think is the lightest and most They'll probably still win. People. Um... Yeah, I mean, apologize 18... in advance if I play you and you're playing Votan and I'm mean to you and don't let you score. Sorry. Anthony, they're saying the same thing back. Anthony yeah. is saying that only Short King can exist and it is him. Yeah, it's Short King Highlander. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you wear Spartan Fate, then I'll endorse it. It's okay. <laughs> I can work that out. Do it. I'll, I'll endorse it so it's not racist. It's fine. Uh, there you go. Do we want to do some plugs and transition to questions? Then? Yeah, you should have it. It will be like a tent on you, but you should have it. It's somewhere. I just don't know where. I mean, I'll see. It, I'll see it on the podium. All right, it'll be in your podium pictures. It's fine. Yeah, I expect to see some podium pictures from Innes this weekend when he wins LGT. Hell yeah! I'll, That's I'll fucking win the right. I'll, I'll win the Invitational in a Canada shirt, and I'll wear the main event. I'll win the main event in an Aussie shirt. All right. Excellent. That Aussie know. shirt will bring you luck then. The hell yeah! All right. Uh, I'm not going to do the plugs again. We did the plugs at the start. Go back and listen. Um, I'm assuming you were here. We're just looking um, at the links. Just look at the links. They're in the description, probably. Um, click the ring. Like click the links. Ring the bells. I don't know. Get the, the flash lights. Like, whatever. Whatever happens to me, man. Slide into my DMs by joining the Patreon. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Yeah, drop me, drop me a message on I don't know. What what puts up what's the social media platform that's hip with the kids? Um, TikTok, I thought was still hip with kids. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, drop, You're the only. A, you are the youngest person. Um, yeah, <laughs> you are the youngest person on this podcast. It is. You're the only kid. Yeah, that's depressing, isn't it? Um, yeah, let's yes. just let's just move on. But let's move um, on. God, I need the balance data. So like, just emotionally, we, right now, it's it's hit the point where it's past like fit emotion. It's just basic needs now. Uh, it's going to ruin LGT <laughs> for me because I'm just going to be sitting there talking with the balance data slate instead of the game. I, I mean, just feel like, oh yeah, man, none of this shit matters anymore. Balance data slates. Huh? One of the good things about a relatively like healthy meta is that there's like less stuff to talk about because the meta is kind of healthy, I suppose. Whereas we've already talked about Votan just being disruptive for two weeks, and there's no point talking about Votan being disruptive for a third week in a row. Okay. Let's do this topic. Oh, are you actually, hold at on. all worried that there just won't be enough changes in the balance days like to the weak factions? Um, no, fuck them. The thing I wanted mm -hmm. to say real quick before we dig in that hole is that I... Like, all the negative things I've said about Votan aren't because I hate Votan. They're because I'm defensive of the game being in a good state, which it currently is. Because I got a flurry of short dude simp emails over the <laughs> in-between of these two periods. 
I need you to relax. I really wanted to play Votan. I want to play Votan. I think they're cool. But they're fucking busted. So calm the fuck down. Oh. Short should, we do a, should we do a dramatic reading of my article? I think I there's, like, I there like... actually is a quick topic real quick to talk about. Is that people can think that a faction is overpowered without it being a personal slight against you because you like a faction. Look, yeah. I don't think that's true. Just because you like a faction... Us calling them OP is not us saying that you are a bad person. It's not. And if you have a problem with personalizing somebody saying your faction is overpowered and needs some changes to it to incorporate into the meta in a healthy way, you need to take a moment and think about that. I myself am not have been guilty of this in the past, especially when Drukari were overpowered. I took a lot of that personally. When instead I should have been like, yeah, my faction is overpowered. I like this faction. I enjoy playing it. But people not liking to play against it or thinking the faction is broken are not personal attacks against me as a person. If you're playing a broken faction, you deserve all the hatred you get. It's This is a personal attack to anybody playing Votan. You deserve (laughs) it. (laughs) Damn it, Innis. I mean, the other thing... I'm going to do a dramatic reading of my article because I feel like that's the thing I should do. Okay. This is guerrilla okay. journalism. We have Gorilla, five yes. tips, five guaranteed tips that you can do to be Votan. This is coming from a top 10 world player right now. That's me, probably. Uh, I've not looked at the rankings this week. Maybe they've changed. Anyway, number one, number five, look in your codex. You're probably overlooking options that are great into Votan because they're not good into anything else. This is your fault, and that's okay. You could be doing more, and frankly, I'm embarrassed for you. I've not lost them yet because I'm employing sick tech that I'm saving for LVO. If you can't do the same, you're just not trying hard enough. Number four, run more chainswords. Votan ignore AP, so don't put more weapons that rely on it. Guardsmen with las guns, chainsword sisters, all these things are, are avoiding playing a premium for AP that you can't use anyway. So avoid the problem entirely and run these highly efficient units to steamroll all the Votan you play. Number three, don't get shot. Yeah, you idiot. You're standing in the open. That's where Votan thrive. Get behind a wall, pretend it's Call of Duty, you're a weird white guy, and you married a chess-eye wallet. Those people who marry skyscrapers. If you're putting units in laws for any reason, you deserve it for not being good enough to win behind a wall. Um, just follow the art of war method. Always be taking banner stranglehold until the last. Uh, number two, just play Votan. What, do you think you're special? You're better than the best army? Suck it the fuck up and get your wallet out. You want to complete with McLaren and your Renault Clio? Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm embarrassed for you. And then finally, my number one tip, guaranteed method to beat Votan every time, just play in the United States. Thank you. Thank you. Nathan doesn't realize he's muted like a boomer. <laughs> I, want, I want everybody to know that if you're not following those steps and you're complaining that you're losing to Votan and you've not followed all five of those steps, I don't give a shit about your opinion. You're not trying hard enough. Get it together. Get it together. And now, fewer questions. <laughs> <laughs> and now this. Uh, I'm gonna go get a drink of water, and then we'll take some viewer questions. Okay, me and Vince and Violence and Votan and Tony V will chat real quick. Oh, was identity really this attached to a faction that wasn't even a thing like four months ago? Yeah, absolutely. Of course yeah. they are. Yes, it like, is. How dare, how dare you even slightly question that? As as I said in the in the YouTube comments and also the Twitch comments, based on everything I've seen, there there are a lot of lifelong 
Botan players who didn't know that the faction was so amazing because it was a hybrid of like bikers and dwarves and high tech weapons together in one faction. Yeah. To respond to Hudio, that is like the thing is that nerds get real passionate about their stuff and just want to send hate mail to people a lot. Yeah. And it's fine. But like, talk shit to me in a manner where I can talk shit back to you. And hit me up on Discord if you want to talk shit. I'll do it with the best of them. Yeah, definitely. It also feels, I'm not going to lie to people, if you talk shit to us, it feels like sometimes we have to be more polite because of this. You guys I do. Won't. I choose not to. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I guess just it's just even. me. It's me. Me yeah. who feels, this is why I feel 90% of the people who are mad. Because... Well, yeah, because they know they're not going to get any productive solution by coming to me or Anthony. No, so they come to me instead, or I'm the one who has to be the person who responds to it, or or Cliff, or Kiri. The voice of reason is just not worth it. Yeah, for either of us. Some days, working with the two of you, yes. Yes, it is. It is definitely not worth it. If you take the high road too often, you end up with American politics, and I'm not willing to do that. You're not wrong, and I also definitely want to say that if the Votan bans result in Votan getting nerfed, I'm going to, I told you so, so many people in existence who said that it would do nothing productive. Just oh, putting yeah. it out there, putting that out into Look, the universe. Every game that any human being plays that doesn't involve Votan, it's something productive. Also true. Yep. And the ones that do are only productive because maybe you found something that's marginally more useful in that matchup. And God bless you for doing the work that I refuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all these podcasts out there, are like yeah, we're doing our episode of I like just follow my five tips, guys. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. Everything else is everything yeah. else is just so much play. Just print out Innis's advice. Put it. It's on. All it's on Medium. You can read it on. You can. It's published on a real website and everything. Um, read it before every game. Read it while list building. Read it when you wake up from the morning and you're drinking your morning coffee. Read it right before you go yeah. to bed at night. Yeah. I don't have this on tips. Consider Death Cutters counter. They're tough and cover and have good access to rural wounds to play weapons. I'm assuming that's Yeah, Like twice a week, that guy has made me just lose my shit for like the last week and a half. Nick's a, Nick's a funny dude. Uh, if you're not on our Discord, yeah. being in all of the various really cool people who hang out with in there is great. Um, I'm not going to shill it too much, but it's just a really nice community so far. It's gotten to the point where like I'm having to like I used to when there was like 30 of us, I read every channel every like every time a message ball. I'm like now I'm like I gotta mute some of these channels, man. No, <laughs> every time the lore channel goes off, I'm just like man, I don't I don't care. <laughs> I still keep an eye on most things. So if you're farming engagement, our Patreon is a good place to do it because I will probably answer you because I'm yeah, a Discord much. fiend. But yeah. Yeah, I yeah, definitely will say that I check it on my phone. Running out of places to running out of places to talk to, so I might need more people to talk to. There you go. Yeah, if you want to engage with any of us, our Discord is probably just the place to be. Yeah, There's... we're all we're all idiots who can't say no to answering a question that we're asked unless we forget. <clears throat> it's so... true. It's somebody who gets well, pinged in. I I've only muted one channel that I get pinged in, so that's it. <laughs> and this will answer you way faster. If post an incorrect take oh yeah no absolutely yeah if you type me in something <laughs> wrong it's like straight up you gotta know man i gotta let you know 
I can't, can't leave it. Anyway, you shall we jump onto some questions? No. Yes. Let's get it. Let's go. Okay. Jumping over to Discord for these show questions. <laughs> if you're in chat right now, if you want to ask a question, drop it in. I was like, man, you sounded so prepared in this, and now you have to go to the Discord to read the questions, and you have to find them. Yeah. That's like two games. <laughs> Um, also, I um, I do a meme every week because it makes me laugh. Um, this week's meme was much better. Go touch grass and call your mom. Um, that that's my advice for you this week. That's actually just generally good advice. Yeah, call call your family. Um, they miss you. Uh, if you know that recently, Talk just drop them a call. Man. Come on, it'll be good. You know, if you don't want to call your family, you don't have to. But if you're just not doing it because you've forgotten to, go and do it. It can okay. also be your chosen family if your bio family sucks. That too, yeah. It could be us if you want. Like, we're not suggesting that you should have yeah. a parasocial relationship with us, but if you want to, we don't. We're not going <laughs> to stop you. <laughs> As we point at the nickname that literally says Doctor Stastad on it, yeah, definitely yeah. not trying to claim any kind of familial identity in this position. Look, yeah. we can't stop we having all the parasocial work. relationships. We may as well harness them for good. Um, yeah. Are there any rumors? Are there any rumors that GW is delaying the balance site to slap some bike buffs in for Votan? They should definitely make them a lot more expensive so that building them is feels less bad. Like if they were fifty point models, I'd be okay with the amount of steps that it takes. I actually got so mad at seeing the word buffs and Votan in the same sentence that like my vision blurred for a moment. <laughs> they should just bring Judge Grudge tokens from. Um from crusade into that into match play so it's one if you have one to do grudge tokens you get real ones to it and if you have max grudge tokens you get four rerolls to it um so they should just bring those through i think what they should do is make it so that when the judge token should go the other way so that when a votan unit gets killed like a different votan unit gets a grudge token and you get sixes to hit auto wound against it it should be a debuff not a buff fuck them okay. you should actually deal with like that Oh, I was going to say, you should lose judgment tokens if you lose your warlord. Just goes away. Like imperatives. Yeah, except Man, that it's is not a high power doing it. It matters yeah. 0%. That's a little dude over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my grudge token, um, nice on, like, on that note, my, my judgment token suggestion is like, if you don't want to remove the mechanic entirely, which they're not going to, they've put the fucking tokens in the book, it's change it to sixes, fives, and then on the three tier, you get this, the sixes and fives count as sixes to wound. So only once you stack it to three do you get the sixes, they count as sixes. That would probably be what I would do. That would probably it's probably okay. not enough, but it would at least tamp the edge off it a little bit. They should also... They should also be like dropped either after an attack or after yeah, like after you attack you know the judgment token on it is judgment token just just should just, just go away. Yeah, all, all of them. All of like them. Just, yeah. yeah. Go, like mark yep. like marker lights, but more. Pretty much, yeah. Also at end of turn. But anyway. <laughs> um how do knights deal with Votan? Badly. You lose. I'm sorry, that's the answer. Unlucky. Go next. <laughs> For more information about that, take go take a look at Cliff's article that's up on the website where it goes into the math on beams. Sorry, dude, you brought an army that gets the, has one game plan, have enough wounds that it doesn't get tabled because everything's in line of sight every turn. That's all right, man. <laughs> like, that ain't a game plan to vote at. They have enough damage. Um, why is it so difficult to come up with questions with no data slate and vote on looming? Because, that is pretty good. Yeah, because everything's all right right now. Everything's you know, comparatively all right right now. Uh, the game still needs changes, but, you know, they're less egregious. And with the things that are coming, 
they feel even less or less. You're just like, I don't know, man. If you nerve nids right now, what's what like what's even punching into Votan? Yeah, Necron's the same problem. Though Necrons also just get rolled, so yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just we're in a we're in a liminal a transitional period. It's difficult to build that motivation a little bit. I'm definitely just building models rather than painting stuff for a bunch of different factions right now. Like I've grabbed some building some demons, building some Terranids, building some Votan, just so you know, I'm not committing to anything right now. It's a little hard to be interested in life when you see a waterfall immediately in front of you that you're about to fall off of. Yeah, pretty much. Um, who is the most fun at parties? Vince, Violence, or Turbo? Turbo. That'd be Turbo. Turbo's the Aussie nickname I got. It's got to be. It's yeah. not even close. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Is The the yeah. Aussies only give you a nickname if you're fun at parties, and then therefore Turbo is fun at parties. Yeah. Okay. Vince, is the sky falling? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Why should I not be afraid? Didn't... Why should I not be? These are all for you, by the way. Why should I not be afraid of oh. Voltan? I heard they are slow. Uh, they aren't. They're quite quick. Do I need to touch grass when I go outside for the first time? I would suggest that's two separate trips. You might get overwhelmed. I still can't believe at the end of Nick's episode about Votan, he just said, go outside and look at the sky. <laughs> You've probably not seen it in a while. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, dude. That's exactly yeah. that's perfect. Uh, and then finally for you, I saw someone use the red umbrella to stop raining Votan. How do I use this umbrella and where can I find one? There's only one, because I think only one person could conceivably have that opinion and i think it's gw provided so maybe check the games workshop online store and they might have one for you <laughs> yeah. um you actually you can probably see uh if you keep licking the boot long enough it reveals like one of those like a jawbreaker like one of the big um like the big the, the sweets that you just gotta you gotta keep getting that. if you get all the way down to the middle of that boot like it's a jawbreaker there's a red umbrella in there that protects you from vote yeah well, no, there's a discount code for the umbrella that's on the list. Oh, right, yeah. yeah that makes you still sense. have to buy the umbrella. Yeah, I mean, you don't get, and you have to assemble it and paint it. You're not, you're not right. special. <laughs> well, unless, of course, you're a paid actor. Um, that's true. <laughs> God damn. Okay. Will, will, will Vince make the cut for Team USA 2023? Uh, I certainly fucking hope so. I'm putting in a lot of, like, what I would refer to as off the clock effort uh, to make us good this year. So yeah, I I hope that I get to make it. Even if I Somebody don't, though, convinced he wasn't getting to come back. You sure are doing a lot of work to come back. Uh yeah, because you know, well, we're 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 U.S. gamers for uh, quite some time now. So sorry, that's not second. changing. Yep, that's not changing anytime soon. So yeah, so we will uh, through the pure force of will. If nothing else works, this team will win. So yeah. Just gonna take a little bit more work as we go through some a bunch of changes, and I'm gonna do my best to help. I would gladly not play if it meant that the team was better. For what it's worth, I would not care even this fucking much um, about me not being on the starting eight if that meant that we won. Will you be the captain of the Team America 2023? Not in 2023. Maybe in future years. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you see a place for the clown of us in GSC lists? What would you see on a data slate to make GSC competitive for mere mortals? Uh, Commodus is fine. He's an interesting tech piece. I think Eric Cotton from his most recent list, but he definitely does a job. He makes R&D a little bit easier, um, and he's another social crossword tokens with uh, a precious main pistol. Um, what would you need to see more on the day to make GSC competitive for mere mortals? 
probably a second build that you can flex between so that you're not like shit on if the meta responds to this one in an appropriate way. Um, I, I would like to see, I think personally, I would like to see them go with the, the guard weapons route where they just give everything but hand flamers uh, as like free weapons for acolytes and sergeants and uh, neophytes and bikes. I just give them multiple points without dropping the unit costs. Um, so that you still get the same amount of stuff, but it gets a little more punch. Don't give them free hand flamers. I think that's probably too much. But other than that, I would probably go that route. Do you, would you say that list is particularly hard to execute on? Or is it like, once um, you're, like, where does it fall on that? I've never even talked to anyone about this. That's I, like, it, like, it just seems difficult, but I never, like, actually asked. It's one of those ones where it's really, really hard to evaluate that as a player playing it because... I don't know where my personal execution level falls on that category. Like mm. I've not found it particularly difficult, but like that's in comparison to every list I've ever played. I've played harder lists, like the uh, playing like Oops All Cultists was probably harder and various things like that, uh, where you're just like another no damage output list. This list has scalpel damage output. It's got spike damage. It's got consistent blades and it's fairly tanky. Uh, it's a lot of positioning, which can be difficult, but that's kind of like a once you figured it out, you figured it out. You don't have to worry about it too much past there. So mm-hmm. if you're still at the point where you're making positioning mistakes with like normal armies, you're probably going to find this army really rough. If you've kind of cracked the, you know, you're you know automatically accidentally skewing your backline and you're leaving characters on objectives and not forgetting to move them and you're trailing and all that kind of stuff. If you've kind of got that sort of the inherent innate eye position kind of okay, uh, you'll probably be fine with that. And then it's just learning damage outputs um and then learning play patterns and i don't know i would say it's like a eight nine out of, eight out of ten maybe in terms of difficulty but there's not many armies that are like nines and tens out of ten at the moment um so it's probably one of the harder armies in the game right now but i wouldn't say it's a particularly like on a, a greater scale of all of the 40k i've ever played there's been harder armies cool. um basically anything from like eighth edition that relied on double fight mechanics was harder than this if you could play one of those you can play this because uh, 8th edition fight phase stuff was just fucking whack. If you could do that, you can do this. Uh, it's not that hard. But if you couldn't do that, then, you know, you're going to take some time. I think that makes sense. Does that sound... Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. I would have stopped you if you were talking nonsense, but that made yeah. sense at least to me. Yeah. There's just not any armies that are that hard to execute right now, I don't think. I would disagree with that, but it depends on the level at which you're trying to execute out and how much bait yeah, and experience I mean, I mean, you like, have. There, but... there are armies that are, you know, specific parts of them are difficult. Like, the managing the Empress Children fight phase is not super easy. There's a lot of armies that are, like, anything that's relying on, like, fight first mechanics. Like, I wouldn't want to beat the Yanari, like, go into Yanari fresh. Um, but I would say they're, like, all kind of at that same level as the Gene Circle. Um, but Gene Circle does it over a few more phases, so I would probably say they're tougher. But, you know, it, it's... I wouldn't say any of them are, like, a, you know, if you're not if you're not like practiced on this game that's less for like 10 20 30 50 games you're not going to get results mm-hmm. out of it i think anybody can get results with it if you put the time in uh, will there be a place in the meta for actual slow armies like deathwing termes and death guard in the future sure i mean in the future maybe like can't say what rules will come out that might make them viable They'd have to crack a mechanic or some type. I don't know. Those armies are never good unless they're busted. Yeah, that, that's the entire issue. They don't play the game on an axis that allows them to score points naturally. So they have to score points through other bullshit. And if the other bullshit's not good enough, then they're not going to win. And if it is good enough, then they'll win everything. Um, right. That's kind of all there is. I do wish that. I wish they gave the slower armies better scoring rather than like Sisters and Necrons. Yeah, if they had given like. But I think that kind of just scoring. becomes. 
The problem with doing that is that it becomes inevitability in a really unfun way where, you know, if all Death Guard have to do is stand by their deployment zone and score, then you've got to go to them to stop them scoring, and that's a lot harder than going to Necrons. Like, charging into a Death Guard army is still a very unpleasant experience. Uh, nobody enjoys charging but into like, the That's the only way to make you do that, right? Yeah, I, I get that. But if they just do that for free and win games where everything happens, like, I don't know, it's not a super fun play pattern. It's yeah, just, you know, yeah, you, play, you play five games of trying to crack the castle, and mm, I don't know. There's more yeah. interesting ways to play that. I would rather... I hate how little mobility those armies have. I also just don't think that they work in ninth missions, and I think there's ways you could design missions that are better for that, and ways you could design missions that are worse for that, and they're definitely on the end of the spectrum where speed is so good right now that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, but speed's been so good the entire time, right? As, I don't think there's ever been a version of 40k where you've been like, yeah, that's slow, and who gives a shit? No, um, like 5th, 6th, 7th, where you had like random game length and stuff like that, it was less important to be fast because you got a lot more chance at longer at longer games like because there's a, there's just on average one less turn now than there used to be you have one less turn of your slow army being active on the board right so when right. we played six turns you know when you're in the midfield on turn three and you could be your opponent's deployment zone by turn four turn five if you've got another turn to be in the deployment zone after that that's where you can score the bulk of your points you can get end game scoring all that kind of thing that death guards could be quite good at whereas now there's only five turns so you know you spend that for the first two turns closing the distance you just get less interest you get less turn Right. So I don't know. There's just it's it's very variable. I don't think Death Guard tickets are terrible either. I just don't think they're they don't encourage a play pattern that's particularly interactive or one that gets interacted with well. Like Spread the Sickness is kinda great, but it requires you to walk to the midboard and most armies can stop you doing that. Um Yeah, I think the six turn game would actually go a long way towards making them a lot more interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's just that that one more turn of the you know the fast army peters out the slow army gets to last a while and six turns would help a lot with that obviously it makes the game a little bit longer but um yeah i miss i miss six i miss six turns i don't miss random game length so much i like i enjoyed it for what no, it was a little bit like it was a product of its time let's be wasn't... clear <laughs> that's fucking random. garbage do not put that back in i will stop playing Good um, God, that's such a stupid thing. Put random game like back in. I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, random game like was very much a product of its time. It is definitely a more casual mechanic. Uh, but I, I wish they had gone for yeah. six turns rather than five. Um, yeah, I feel like six turns would have been a better medium place to be. Just more time for the end of the game to matter. Agreed. Um. With most tournaments taking to the no-release model, no player, are we safe in Votan until full release, or are bikers enough to win events already? They'll win events. It's probably the like one of the weaker versions of Votan, but it can win events. They'll win events. They've already started winning a couple of RTDs, um, because there were some events that allowed them this weekend. Um, Was there yeah, really? I don't know, man. Like, yeah. There's two, pe there's two people in the results. They have a they had 100% win rate across two RTDs this weekend. Um, I don't yeah. know, man. We'll see what happens. I do think the bikes, the like release box version of Votan is probably the weakest version of oh, Votan. It's, yeah, of course it is. It's got four units instead of Dark, you know, and it's missing yeah. the three best units in the book. But Exactly. It'll so, still I mean, win stuff. I think it'll definitely give the false sense that Votan aren't very good initially to some people who will be like, ah, see? Either that or some people will get, a bunch of people will get absolutely ruled by it. Uh, and then they'll be like, oh God, I see what's coming now. Also uh, could be that. I I'm think just... we'll get a little bit of both from both ends of the player base. True. 
in that's how it always is, I guess. Okay. Why did they name them Bazarks instead of Bazarkers? Oh, because it's trademarkable, probably, or something dumb like that. Because they were about to release core Bazarkers, but they didn't want overlap. Yeah. I hope that's not it. <laughs> it's probably an IP defense thing, but it's probably also to differentiate their line, like Innes said. Probably a little bit of both. Should all Terrorist players switch to Kraken now to counter Votan? No. Uh, wait for the balance status, like guys. It's just like Terranids are fine. Do not fuck with the fucking. Every time you snowflake Terranids, you make it worse. Stop doing it. Wait yeah. for the balance data slate and see what happens. Waiting for the balance data slate is also just a generally good idea because you just don't know what's in it, guys. Exactly. Can we get a community draft slash competition for for Fat Bear Week? I don't know what Fat Bear Week is. And I kind of don't want to click on the link, but if I remember correctly, Fat Bear Week is just like the Alaska during the salmon run. There are a bunch of fat bears who come out of to like eat their fill before hibernation is my assumption. So they like look at how fat they get. Okay. I think that's yeah, the um, we're probably we're probably not going to do that. It's like a nature thing. Okay. Hey, beautiful people, what are some of your personal pregame questions you like to do? I like to ask my opponent if they have heroic intervention stratagems and what they, where they, like how they work. Uh, I usually just do like, can you move out of phase? Like, I don't really ask a lot of these questions anymore because like most of the armies I know yeah, a whole I bunch. Know the rules, yeah. Um, um, what are your warlord traits and valid? Because I've not read your list. Uh, yeah, that's actually a pretty common one. <laughs> If they use the fancy I names actually, for the Warlord traits and relics, I ask what they do. Because I'm like, I don't know what usually, the ET-57 plasma rifle does. As a bit of, like, mental game, I usually ask people to walk me through their list, like, point at stuff and walk me through it. Because I find that I will often find that people are, like, over-focused on something or, like, under-focused on something at that step of things. Um, so, like, Sometimes that's helpful. You find out like what um, they think is important. Another one you, you can do that's kind of along that same vein is anything that you know that there's a a very specific thing that doesn't work, get them to verify that they know it doesn't work. Um, can be oh, kind of valuable. Yeah. Just like so you've got warp time and they changed warp time recently, you know, stuff like that. Um, right. or like so warp time that's core only now, right? Just get them to verify stuff like that. Just so that you and your opponent both know, and you don't like fuck it. Because there's nothing worse than like being mid turn one. They've about just they've just sat up there, you know, move the demon prince forward, it's like you tear it, get you running back, and you're like, so you know that's core only, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, that's always a shit feeling for both sides. Um, they feel dumb for doing it. You feel dumb for not noticing they were doing it and telling them not to do it at the time. Um, mm -hmm. Excuse me, one sec. I mean, I do like asking people like a few things about like what has core, what doesn't. Yeah. Um, and then just like the little stuff like, are we playing by intent? Are we playing, you know, how are we playing flat dice? Are we playing card? Like, you know, just stuff like that. Um, if it's a practice game and not a tournament game that has like set terrain rules, always walk through terrain. You should walk through terrain anyways to like point out keywords on set terrain, just so you and your opponent are on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just, you know, are you using a clock? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
away from the table, what study or research do you guys do on each army, and what does that look like? I just play games against them. Like, I read codexes when they come out, and then I talk to Anthony and Ennis, and then I listen to Art of War Down Under go through things, like, line by line, because I find that helpful. Um, that's, like, yeah. all of the research that I do. That's, like, 99% of it is practice listening to Art of War Down Under and talking to the two fools who are in this podcast with me. Yeah, I just kind of yep. spent too much time interacting with 40k to not pick up things at this point. Um, I find that talking to a given specialist in a thing um, helps, but that's obviously pretty niche. Um, listen to someone that's like really passionate about a new army or something that's coming out talk, talk about it, unless it's Foten, because then they're going to lie to you. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much that's down the vein and then i'll just play against it a bunch right like that's you gotta just most all of this is gonna come down to reps like always always your own someone else's get reps read the wahapedia page when it goes live just like go through like i i love wahapedia stratagems by face it's just the easiest way to read stratagems in a way that actually works mm -hmm. um yep yeah well find, find something that works for you and just do it consistently for every codex um i mean to be honest i'm still not all that up on the demons codex uh i've read it a few times i've not played against it very very nearly enough uh if i lose to it at lgt i would probably not be surprised i'd probably be like yeah no that was my fault um like i, I get the book but it's just you know seeing it on the table is very different um i had one more question that was in the pins that i got asked to ask sir um how do you balance the advice of just take the good list with you can't take a siege list and expect to play like seeks I think it's being able to tell when those are things that exist like you can tell when something's like a set competitive list because you see it a lot and you can tell like a siege list because only one person takes that iteration of list and nobody else takes it I think yeah but also, sometimes like those siege lists are just good lists that nobody else is playing yet right i was i was gonna say some players do things that you should not attempt to emulate uh but Sieg's is not one of those players. If Siegler's playing something, it's probably because it's dumb strong. Mm -hmm. There are players Whereas, like, who are picking up for Eric's playing list or Sean's yeah. list. Yeah, but if you play Eric's list or Sean's list without at least like talking to them or having having watching them play it or something like that, then yeah, you're going to be in for a bad time. Or being willing to put in enough reps to figure it out yourself. I also right. think if you're like looking at a list and it won something and you're like, I don't understand even the barest hint of how this functions when you play an army, that's probably an indicator that that list relies on something that you just don't understand and might be janky or need help. Yeah. With There's learning. also, you're not going to play any list as good as Siegler is, probably. Um, so just play <laughs> a list that you know works. Like if he's won with it, it's probably baseline powerful enough for you to win HGT with. You're not worried about it so much. Um, focus on your own gameplay more than the list you're playing, really. Um, honestly, just play play good list and don't fuck about with it too much and focus on your own gameplay. We'll do so much more success than being like, oh, but it's, it's you know, it's this list. It's got so much tech choices, you know. Fine, just play it with that or, you know, cut the tech choice, you know. He's run, you know, the Technoarchaeologist because he really needs R&D on the boards because you can't take banners and hide reliably. Fine, cut that guy. Who gives a shit? But, you know, you don't need to understand that. Just play the list. Figure it out yourself. Uh, if you don't have enough reps, just copy a list and play it. It's fine. People are so fucking hung up on netlisting in this game. And also on, like, people get so hung up on netlisting and being like, but it's not working like the netlist does. I, I don't get both sides of that argument. Just just netlist. Nobody's going to judge you for it. And if somebody does judge you for it, stop listening to that person. And you're going, you're ju just netlist and accept that you're going to play it worse and work on it. Like, that, that's all there is. 
You can also so just accept you're not as good. Yeah. I am actively netlisting right this second for LGT. Like, just straight up. Just chill. It's fine. I'm still going to play worse than Eric. It's not going to matter. You can also accept that you're not as good as somebody in the top 10 of the ITC and just accept that. Uh, you're, you're, if your inner hipster will judge you, that's fine. Kill your darlings. 90% mm -hmm. of being good at 4K is being a ruthless bastard with yourself in terms of like excuses and lists. Just, just stop it. Like if you want to do well, you can't make excuses like that. It's, it doesn't work. Stop being a snowflake. Yeah, doesn't help. Yeah, it just won't happen. It's also not it's cool a... to be a snowflake. <laughs> Unless you live in snowflake circles in the Arctic, and you know, like then it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, in the Arctic. I'm playing Eric's list versus Tau round one of the LGT. Same list as Carl from Vanguard Tactics. So four crisis suits, two reptiles, long strike, and bombers. Any thoughts and tips? Just don't score it, bro. It's fine. Don't don't bother trying to kill the reptiles. It won't work. Uh, they, they take way too long. Just ignore them. Go around. No, everything zig, else. zig when they zag. Zig, zig when they zag and score points, bro. Um, it can't bomb you turn one. Also, one really fun one. Uh, you can still pre-game move bikes forward as you go second. Um, just stay within nine of the blips, and then they can't bomb you anyway because they can't fly over you. Uh, and then it's like, yo, they're going to shoot you. They're going to shoot you anyway. Um, and now you're nine inches closer. It's Get fine. tabled and win. Man, those Table bombers up. are much... Bombers are so much worse against fucking GSC. God, that's so depressing. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, that sucks. Um, yeah. It's There's a really good bro. question Just in chat from Contact Lost as well, by the way. He said two. Well, I just see the one, but there's probably a second one. I have sure cross a Votan for Diamond Team Tournament specific build, excuse or anything goes. We don't know. Like, there's a lot of theory craft and a decent amount of practice that's gone into Votan, but actually seeing it on the board on the, all these games and seeing how it actually lines up in practice, um, people will find lists that are not currently being looked at, and lists that are currently being looked at will get optimized. Uh, it's just going to take some time. I, I think there's a solid three or four contenders. I know the beam list is very powerful. Uh, a lot of people are very hyped on like the um, the Uther plus Magnarels list. Uh, I know that I've got some people who are very high on that that are friends with. Like just. We'll see what pans out. Um, we saw the toughest nine land fortresses win an RG this weekend, which is just obnoxious. I hate that that could be a thing. Um, I hate that that's a sentence that happened like this weekend. T nine no rerolls to wound. <laughs> yeah, T nine no rerolls to wound, man. It's fine. Um, yeah, they'll they'll figure out. And the problem is, is that we're gonna zig for Votan, and then Votan are gonna zag for the response to Votan as well. Is that like, yeah, you get the tech for Votan and then Votan get the tech for your deck, uh, which is always fun. So, yeah. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. And then the second question from Contact Lost is, many people say the game is in a great place now, but aren't you getting a lot bored of the secondary game? It does get repetitive. Man, I fucking hate secondaries. <sighs> it's very boring. It's Every game plays basically the same. Um yeah, it's, it's very much in the case of you can plan the game atlas building uh, as opposed to being active and reactive, which I preferred. Uh, I know Maelstrom wasn't everybody's favorite thing, but I prefer I really prefer to create a Maelstrom deck where your win conditions were variable by turn. You had to be you know able to respond in a variety of ways, and there was still primary going on as well. So you still had you know fixed components of the game. There was just a lot more variance in it. Now with secondaries, it's just bleh, kind of. I don't, I know. I don't, I don't love good. it. I think secondaries are good, but I don't like the current set of them. I do miss Stranglehold. I think to the last dying was fine, but um, Stranglehold was cool. 
think they need um, a little bit more variety in secondary choice back again because they eliminated so many of them. Yeah, but a lot of them were just kind of bad choices. Like they just removed a lot of the traps and more than anything else. Yeah, I mean they should just they should just make the secondaries better. I hate this idea that like secondaries are like that like everyone's so allergic to people like being able to score a hundred. It's like it's fine. Like secondaries can just be good. That's okay. Because otherwise, then there's just armies with good ones and armies with shit ones. Stop doing that. Just like let there be multiple good ones. That's fine. Yeah, the the the, mis- the the problem you run into there is that if everybody just scores like thirty-five seconds for free, it kind of removes they the point free. a little bit. They should be free. They should require interaction. Yeah, more more secondaries that require actions that aren't on objectives, so that there's actually reasons to be on places besides objectives on the board would be nice. Um, I know Goonhammer were talking about this week with like tear down the icons being the best current mission because it actually encourages you to you know do something besides just standing your deployments on or on objectives. Um, which I broadly agree with. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's definitely better ways. Engage is really bad right now as well, which I think is hurting. Yeah, the second is Engage so awful. Engage is always sucks, just but it's especially making... shocks right now. Yeah, they just keep making it worse, right? Yep. Um, Quick question for Innocent GSC list. Everybody wants to talk about the GSC list, man. I love it. Um, how would you push on a very strong optic scan to intercept the Neos? You got two squads, don't you, bro? One bullet shields for the other. Why not? I like that. For real, like, what do you do against, like, T-Sons? Yeah, you just lose a squad. Like, what else are you going to do? You don't have another option. Mm-hmm. You, you either just accept, like, you, you know. accept you're going to lose all of the shotguns, because they're probably not going to kill 20 models, uh, assuming that you're, like, vaguely positioned properly. Because yeah. uh, you're still getting a 6 of save if you're in cover. You're, you know, they're still only winning you on threes. They're not going to hit you all. They're not going to hit you a bunch, like, trying to stay away from the press and squad if they go on active. Like, there are ways to mitigate it. Um, mm-hmm. Or just, you know, don't go for it. Don't drop within range. Start the needles on the board if you have to. They can pop out behind a wall and shoot too. Like that's still a valid option. Um, you don't have to start stuff in reserve. Um, there are a million ways to play around it. You just it's not always the best way to do it. Or burn them out of CP before they can do it. Yep. I, yeah, I think that the one thing that we talked about previously is if you only have one way forward, even though that way sucks, if that's the one way you can win, you just gotta do it. Yeah, I mean, Thousand Suns, I would just, you know, just don't try and kill the Scarab Bridge until they're the only thing left. Kill all of the everything else. And then sure. we have a question from Think for Yourself in chat. Why did like, models like Redempt- Chaplain of Bike and Redemptors and Relic Contemptors get nerfed? It's basically sucked anyway, because they didn't suck the nine months ago when they wrote the balance day. Um, yeah. They were good then. Th- there's always a lead time on things uh-huh. like this. Yeah. I mean, they could definitely roll back the nerfs to all those. They were also, in fairness, they were pushing out all of the other options in the book. Um, and quote unquote, if you're going to, if you were going to nerf space marines, they were the units to nerf. And I think increasing diversity within a codex, I, I get that. But I think increasing increasing broad level diversity in a codex with as much unit choice as marines is fairly valuable when all of the units are so similar. If there are standout ones, then you either need to buff everything else or nerf those guys. Um, and buffing everything else 
I don't know, it, it does lead to like model creep where you just end up with a 2,000 vote army having way more models than it normal than it should. Uh, and models not feeling like, you know, spacemen shouldn't feel like a horde army. And if you keep dropping the points, then that will. I think spacemen just need better army-wide rules more than they need better data sheets. The data sheets are kind of okay. It's just the things supporting them and the secondaries are kind of shit. Yeah, I would do horrible things to have VanVets as a data sheet in CSM. Like, just the worst shit you've ever, yeah. some real dark alley yeah, VanVets, like, there are some broad level, you have really good data sheets in Space, in space Marines. They're just, the chapter tactics are kind of weak as a broad level. Um, and I think uh, doctrines. Insane. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that there are individual ones that are very powerful, but oh, I don't know, man. I don't get what it is with white scars, but it just doesn't come together in a way that's playable. Yeah, because the rest of the rules aren't that great. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you could probably move. Yeah, space Marine troops, especially, are horribly overcosted or disgustingly underpowered. I think is probably more what I would put. I don't think it's a yeah, bad just, thing that a tactic like an intercessor squad probably should be about 110, 120 points. It should just also be way better than it is. Yeah, they should definitely. fuck. Like they did in the end of 8th edition, yeah, where they yeah. were mainly 17 points a model, but that's about 20 points in a 4K <laughs> in current terms. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you how you change it in a way that doesn't just lead to, you know, every bolter is a storm bolter now and would that be so bad? There's, Everybody turns a storm bolter now. That's yeah, because it, like... it gets back into the thing of delegitimizing. Like, man, horde armies are already rough. Um, if you just start doubling the amount of damage out of every space marine model, uh, yeah. it gets it gets real weird quick, and you have to keep dropping points uh, on horde models again, which I don't think is where they want to be. But bolters yeah, being damaged too, just like explode the game, or I think the damage reduction has kind of become less common now i don't see it as much as i used to uh it's kind of more of a, a, it's a, definitely a unit thing now just like the generic bolter just yeah i don't, I don't know i feel like you could even just all all the boaters except hurricane boaters do not do not touch hurricane boaters uh just put plus one ap and plus one damage on almost all boaters in the game or in space Marines. i think you'd probably be okay except hurricane boaters do not don't do it <laughs> every time they fuck with the hurricane board it actually it just breaks the game somehow um, Centurions don't need 60 damage, two shots. Um, True. Yeah, more strats to force less on marine troops. Yeah, that would make sense. Like, there's definitely ways you could do it. It's just, like, not like know, give them a give Space Marines Marine. a native 5 up invol. Space Marines need a 2.0 codex pretty badly at this point in order to, like, bring them up to par. I would also probably give scouts the cultist streamer where they can be, um, they can be one per regular trip. You can take a squad of scouts. Probably what so they should have you done. You can have now. like, yeah. So you can have like two squad because they're fucking seventy points for a squad of one wound dudes that are an elite's choice. Um, elite marines should always be a, a viable faction. I think that's the, the worst part is that when the marines are bad, it's just bad for the game because so many people play them and have them. Mm -hmm. um, right. You're almost always going to play them at tournaments. I think blood angels are a good spot, but I don't think blood angels are a good spot in a healthy way. Um, and then other than that, it's nope. kind of sad. Two up armor saving, two up, two up armor saving armor condemned. I just don't totally think armor dead. It's a good mechanic, personally. But I think it's great. That's one of my favorite things they've added. Mm. I hate how much it makes now AP one completely useless. It only does against them. That's fine. That they're good against AP one. So like eighty percent of them, like eighty percent of, of armies. I don't think that's true. I don't know. 
We know that's not true. It's probably also about time we started, we stopped treating Space Marines like Blood Angels and stuff as like a bajillion separate factions when they're just sub factions within the Space Marines book a little bit. When we talk about sort the power of their levels, way. it's really yeah. hard to like, like a Blood Angel Van Vet and an Imperial Fist Van Vet are not the same thing and should not be pointed as such. True. Yeah. Well, that that's just kind of a function of how they've done. I mean, the they should right? they should just pull them apart or like more fully integrate them. I think they're in like kind of a weird in between space. Yeah, they should just more fully integrate them. Is yeah, unless they just think they're all actually individual factions, which would be dumb as shit. But like you know, yeah, that's what I mean. Is because they kind of like have seed them with the supplements. They haven't like fully integrated them into each other, and. Yep. When they haven't fully pulled them apart, so they're kind of in a weird zone where some of this stuff is kind of wonky. Yeah. yeah. Also, Ultraman should suck forever. <laughs> um, the well, I want Space Marines. The Space Marines. The thing I want for Space Marines is them to feel like they're following a game plan, like through the code, like the doctrine system, but like have more buffs tied to the doctrine system. Basically, I feel like that would probably yeah. be a more interesting way to do it. Like how Dark Angels have like three. They were really yeah. yeah. They were very close with that secondary. That secondary could have been sick. Yeah. I don't know if you even just tag, you just tag like plus, plus, you know, you tag plus one ballistic skill army wide and devastator doctrine, you know, plus one weapon skill. And so just like give them a reason, like plus three movement and tactical. I, I, I'm giving you an overblown example, but just like give them <laughs> a bunch of stuff that rewards them for being, for doing their doctrine thing and make space marines yes. feel explosive in the term where they're meant to be doing their thing. Like, yeah, I, you know, no, giving I them army wide plus one to hit on turn one is probably excessive, but you know, there's a way you could tie oh, that I was, to a I was more scared of plus one weapon skill. I just my brain flashed to 30 white scars van vets with plus one to hit and damage. I was like, ah, no, <laughs> would that even scare you that much? Yeah, yeah, it would. I don't know if that's really? rational because they've not been great the entire time I've played, but it would exactly. make me poop. Yeah, if you did, if you, I think you could probably legitimately do plus one plus the skill, turn one, and then plus three movement in tactical doctrine and plus one weapon skill in in uh, assault doctrine, and I don't think it would break too much. It break blood angels in half, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm say, right? some shit would get some shit would get we, <laughs> we have one more question in chat from Tellable right, about Thousand Suns guilds. Exactly. There's a mad lad this weekend who played Abaddon, 10 Red Corsairs, Terminators, and 15,000 on spawn. Um, that still has Terminators in it, though. Yeah, but they're not thousands on Terminators. <laughs> I think it's hard to to talk to Tellable a little bit. Like, when your best data sheet in your book is Terminators. <laughs> no. Only. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't think so right now. Um, you could probably still try like the Liam Hackett 60 tournament 60 rubrics list Rubric. and still have a reasonable degree of success. Like, you wouldn't play it. Yeah, no, neither would I. But you could probably still play it. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if you went like, you know, you could pull a three into a four on one with it. Um, yeah. But you're, you're going a long way for a short drink. I don't know, man. That that book is not very interesting. Just as a book in general, it doesn't really do anything besides Terminator as well. Yeah. They definitely um, need like another unit or two to make them an interesting army. 
or like buffs to some of their existing unique units, like maybe mutilates. I mean, I just, yeah, rubrics on discs would have been cool or some shit like Enlightened that. Enlightened could probably use a buff. Zangor is probably um, yeah, like buffing the, the Zangor side of the codex would probably use just like a bit of a buff up because the um the armor nine wasn't all that yeah uh, sure wasn't yeah um, I would I I don't think that book is particularly interesting unfortunately that that's kind of the biggest problem with it yeah on that on that depressing note where we talk about how Thousand Suns have only one good data sheet um you could you probably close... run um. <laughs> You know, three, three hundred, three one for the hundred of beast equivalent for Chaos Knights is, and Abaddon, and then some thousand sun stuff, uh, and then that's still a thousand suns list, right? Yeah, you could shove Abaddon into that list and put like three ten mans of all flamer equipped Rubrikai, and I guess I don't know, do something. No, you sure could. You sure could. I'm not saying I it's don't good, even think thousand not even. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just I don't even like Scarab cults that much. They're just so played out at this point if you've not played and beaten 20 scarabical terminator at this point like what are you doing with your life you can put 30. it's different it's not 20. why don't you why don't you close out ns on that depressing note about how thousand sons did everything wrong so if unlike uh if unlike magnus you want to do things right um you could check out patreon.com statcheck where you can uh, find our discord and interact with us in a bunch of healthy and unhealthy ways uh, <laughs> otherwise you can check us out at youtube.com slash c slash statcheck you can find us live every tuesday at 11 p.m gmt 5 p.m central standard time 6 p.m eastern 6 standard time <laughs> wow, Anthony looked mildly embarrassed that I took that from him, which is the best thing because I thought he wasn't paying attention. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to us this week. Um, we should have some bonus. So, uh, the most recent bonus content we did was our episode of Enter the Matrix. I think you want to do a quick plug for Enter the Matrix to give people a hint of what they could be seeing behind the scenes right now. Fuck yeah. Enter the Matrix is a single piece of content that we made last week that I am probably the most proud of of basically anything I've done so far. Um, you get to see a what I can only describe vaguely as an emotional Innis. Um, so yeah, that should be a good reason to do it. He says nice things about people in an emotional manner. If you know anything about Innis, that happens once every like six calendar years. So that is should be a reason enough to go watch it um it is going to be a thing that we do going forward um it is myself and the captain at least this last year of the polish team named typhus um for something really really long and confusing in polish he will say it on the podcast and i'm not going to butcher it because he told me not to so yeah no the last name is the part yeah, that's no, hard we don't, we don't do that here. um <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so come check it out. It is really good. I'm really proud of it. Um, we are going to be interviewing other WDC captains, so you get to hear us like kind of break it down. It is me and Typhus that will be interviewing people going forwards. We started with NS, and I think it's one of the better ones that we could do. So come check that it out. That is it's really bonus cool. content this week. It will be bonus content for another week. So a week on Friday, that should go live for everybody on the YouTubes. Um, otherwise, come check out the bonus content. If that doesn't sell you on it, I don't know what will. Unless you're one of my teammates, in which case you probably don't want to listen to it. Um, Definitely go listen to it. He says something really nice about you guys at the end. At the end is the key word. Sure. 
All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Um, is anybody doing anything besides LGT this week? So I'm doing LGT. You guys are doing... I'm doing Apple. Michigan. You're doing Mitch. Is that this weekend as well? That's this weekend, yeah. Cool. No, Anthony, are you doing anything this weekend? I'm chilling. No? I'm getting ready for Chicago. And are you guys on any any other shows this week? No. You should just no. do cross-promotion, plug, anything like that? No. Cool. Thank you very much, everybody, for having for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.